Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Everybody, welcome in to Sports Daily here on KFH. Tom Caster along with Paul Savage. In for Jacob Albrock today, Jad Chambers producing the program. The IHOP hotline is open all morning long at 869-1240. By the way, the IHOP hotline brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy the new strawberry cheesecake waffle, a golden brown Belgian waffle topped with creamy cheesecake mousse and fresh strawberries. Sounds absolutely delicious. And Paul Savage, I uh, accidentally uh, skipped breakfast this morning. I didn't have time. I ran out the door and didn't get a chance to eat. So that strawberry cheesecake <laughs> waffle sounds absolutely amazing this morning. Sounds like dessert, doesn't it? But it sounds so good. You're exactly right. How you doing today, Paul? Good to see you, man. Hey, it's good to see you, too. I'm glad we're doing the show together. Always enjoy it, Tommy. We're in for a, for a fun ride today. So many great topics. And, of course, I know... Something that, that your heart goes to is baseball, and boy, th- what a great day yesterday was. I mean, come on yeah, now. it was. That was. I mean, it, it was so much fun. I mean, all the different matchups and the fact that we're not talking about one game to decide whether right. or not you move on. We're talking about a best-of-three series right. Right. in all four. I mean, like, you've got, you know, the, the day is filled with baseball, and then we get to do it all again today potentially get to do it all again on Thursday, depending on how some of these games turn out today. Uh, I'm a big time fan of this best of three wildcard format. I like it so much better than just one game deciding who's going to move on. Bingo. And and I've I've said it before because you've got these teams that have worked all season long. They played 162 games. Their entire body of work says that, you know, they're good enough to be in the postseason and then to have it decided by one game. I mean, take a, take Correct. a look for a second. Like we're going to start with the, the first series, the Rangers and the Rays and talk about that this morning, but like the Rays, for example, All right. they won 90, they won 99 games in the regular season, right? That is correct. They make it to the, they make it to the wild card round. 
And if it was just a one game to decide it, they'd be done. That's they'd be right. home. Now, you know, I, the, the Rangers would have moved on. I don't want to. I don't want to put a, a pen in your balloon on this topic, but I saw a little stat, and I believe I saw it on ESPN, and I, I and I don't remember where on ESPN I saw it, but I saw a stat that I found unbelievable, and the stat was is that in these three game series. 83% of the teams that win the first game go on to win the series. I found that interesting. I thought yeah. that sounded high to me. I mean, maybe it doesn't sound high to you. It sounded high to me. But if that's the case, well, I mean, for the most part, you're a betting guy. You understand odds. You understand, you know, yeah. you, you play you play the right numbers for, for to win. 83% of, of the time, the, the team that wins game one in a three-game series like this goes on to win the series. And I got to think, as well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it, it does make sense to me in, 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 a, in, a, in the way that, yeah, it would make sense because, man, you got to rip off two straight. And at this time of the season, you know, you, you, everybody's fighting sore arms. You get your best pitching staff out. You get everybody going. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a tough deal. But, boy, there's something about the three-game deal. I mean, you know, it's not over. It's not over until somebody says it's over. I like that line. And, uh, but, you know, I really enjoyed yesterday. Tommy, and the one thing that, that I will say is, is that when you look at the playoffs and the way they shape up, somebody's got to go through Atlanta or L.A., don't they? I mean, kind of, don't they? Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, L.A., Houston, um, I mean, maybe Baltimore. Maybe. Baltimore has had a really fun uh, season with their young stars uh -huh. coming up. Right, and, and, right, right. You know, the fact that they won that division, which has historically been such a competitive division, and, and now they get the bye, uh, you know, into the, the NLDS. And that's the, that's the thing about this, too, is that, you know, any team can beat any team on any given day, right? Well, like, that's, that's what baseball That's what baseball has, and, and Jacob and I discussed it yesterday. Any team can beat any team on any given day. And so when you have just a one-game series, I guess, you can't even really call it a series, but a one-game to decide who's going to move on in the wild card, it just – fluky things can happen. And, you know, so again, I love this best of three. It extends it out. It makes it so much more fun. The only downside to it that I can see is that the favorites, right, your Atlantas, your Los Angeles, right, right, your, right, your Houstons, right. like they – they don't play for a while, um, you know, and so you have to wonder, like, do they do they like how do they spend their time this week mm -hmm. in getting ready for the NLDS? Right. Uh, does that time off hurt them? Does that time off help them? I, I think that you can. We, we have this discussion all the time in football, Paul, where you've got, you know, you go into the playoffs in the NFL and the best teams get a bye. Well, mm -hmm. I guess in the NFL now, the number one seed gets a bye into the next week. And then the age-old question is, does that buy end up hurting you? Does that buy end up helping you when you have that time off? I, right. I don't know. And I don't know if there's a definitive answer one way or another. I know. We're seeing that now in baseball where you've got these teams that have an entire basically week off from the end of the regular season into the NLDS and the ALDS. Right. And that's an interesting, that's an interesting thought process that you're going through. And yet, in a way, I kind of, you know, having both of us been around sports most of our lives – you know that by the time the season rolls around, the body's tired. The body's nicked up. The body's got problems that sometimes rest can help. But the question is, what's too much rest? And it seems like to me, you know, you've got a couple of these teams, and if these 
series go all the way through. It could take a while before you have to play. But uh, it's an interesting question that you bring up. I've got to think that because of the quality of the teams that aren't playing yet, uh, that, that I would have to give them the advantage of sitting out while these other teams are throwing their best arms. I mean, let's face it. Right now, if you're if you're in if you're if you're playing right now in a wild card game, you're throwing the best that you got because there's no tomorrow. There's no tomorrow, so you're throwing the right. best you got. You're bringing out the guns. Guys are playing even even if they're a little sore. Who, who knows? Who knows what's going on? But I got a question for you. You're a betting man. I yeah. You love to bet. Granted, you you can't pick worth a hoot on our show. But I mean, well, I, yeah. I, I, I'm a that, degenerate. I'm sorry. I, I had to throw that out. Boy, you and I sucked last Friday. You and I. It was just, not good. We stunk the place up, didn't we? Now Jacob didn't exactly smoke us. I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, the greatest picker in the world last week either. But I can tell you right now, you and I stunk the place up. But anyway, let me throw let me throw out a, a proposition bet to you. If I was to give you. Atlanta and L.A., and I brought those two teams up just, what, a couple minutes ago. If I was to say, Tommy, I'm going to give you Atlanta and L.A., and you everybody else has the field, would you take Atlanta and L.A. to win it all, or would you take the field as it now sits? Because remember, you still got a ton, yeah. of, ton of wild card games going on, and it could be any of those teams a winner as well. Uh, plus, plus uh, Oakland and and uh, plus the Astros. So uh, there's a ton of teams. Who you got? The field or L.A. and Atlanta? Well, it's difficult for me to answer that because oh, because I'm a die I'm a diehard yeah. Braves fan. All right, take that so out. Of I, I've got take that I've got to take my my diehard Braves fan hat you, off please, here. Please, please. And I think I mean honestly, like the field is always going to be the safest bet. If I'm looking at a reasonable bet here. The field is always going to be better in baseball because, as I mentioned before, anybody can beat anybody. And when you're looking at a best of three series in the wild card, a best of five series in the divisional series, and then it goes into a best of seven, I mean, look like it, everybody knows it comes down to your pitching. Everybody it knows it comes down it to your rotation right. and, and how you structure that. And if you've got, you probably need three really solid starters, maybe four. If you want to get all the way, you can always have a really solid bullpen or you can have, you know, maybe like I know teams are doing this thing now where they're doing the openers. They've got a guy that'll come out and pitch an inning or two and then turn it over to the bullpen and make it a bullpen game. You can get away with that, I think, but you've got to have a really solid pitching staff, a really solid rotation. Right. That's true. In the playoffs and, and, and health is is paramount on that. Now, I know that Atlanta has historically one of, if not the best offenses of all time, but the pitching rotation is a little bit suspect just due to injuries. Charlie Morton is on the IL. He's not eligible to come back until the championship series. Max Fried has been on the IL. Will he be available in the, in the divisional series? Time will tell. They've got Spencer Strider, but you know, other than that, I'm not sure. And then, of course, you know about the pitching that LA has, Kershaw, and and you know all of that, right? Like, right. They, like they are, they've got a really good pitching rotation. They sure as heck do. Same thing with Houston. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's really difficult when you're looking at you know the fact that. All of these teams can at any, any given time beat another one. I think the safe bet is to take the field at this point. Hmm. You know, you, you made a great case, and you kind of wobbled me there for a second because when I first started this conversation, well, I'll tell you what, it's hard not to take Atlanta and or L.A. to win, win it right. all, both those teams. I mean, 
Who's going to be shocked if they do? I don't think anybody's going to be shocked if either no. one of those teams win at all. But you're right. There's a lot of other good baseball teams, and anything can happen. And particularly with with pitching the way it is right now, you're you're exactly right. You know, you're the you're you're a tweaked elbow of one of your aces in the playoffs away from not having a championship team. And we both have seen that over the years. It happens all the time. So, you know, but I still I would have the tendency to think, boy, I'll tell you what, those are just two such good solid teams with pitching, with 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 speed, with hitting, with you know, being able to score runs. I mean, I, I, I'm just hard-pressed not to take Atlanta and L.A. But, boy, Tommy, I can see what you're saying, and it makes a ton of sense. But I just get that feeling that those two teams are so loaded and so packed and do so many things so well that that uh, uh, I think I'd have to take either one. But I'll tell you what, don't look past the Oreos. You can't look right. past the Oreos either. You know, that's a, that is such a great story. Listen, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about a team that want, lost, what, 20-some games straight? I believe that was the Orioles just a couple years ago, wasn't it? We were talking about, you know, just how They've bad. had a long rebuild, a it's, long well, rebuild with <laughs> really young stars. And that's like, right. And, and, and they're that's, young. That's really – they might be a little bit ahead of schedule, oh, right? Like well, I, I thought I, of that. I'm not sure that a lot of folks thought that yeah. they would be at this point right, right. now. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe a year or two from now. And so it makes for a really fun story. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't I mean, looked at it that way, but you know that – I mean, come on. Like, you're right. Think about well, this. Like, well. postseason pressure – is different than anything else, <laughs> yes, right? And so yes, you've yes. got these really yeah. young stars right. for Baltimore. And, and I, I'm not doubting that they're good. I mean, they're really good players. Obviously, you you win 100-plus games and, right. and you win the division. Of right. course, you're a really good team. Uh-huh. But these guys haven't experienced postseason <laughs> pressure yet, right? Well, and no, so that's why, you've got, that's why you've got teams like Houston and L.A. and Atlanta and Philadelphia and, uh, you know, Tampa Bay and others that have been there before Man, experience it, you know, in, in times like this can can certainly win out. Of course, the first games of the wild card round were yesterday. We're gonna go through these games. And before we take our first break, I have to mention, Paul. What's that? I, I it's it's so funny to me that, you know, of course we know that our, our buddy Jacob Albrocht is a diehard Rangers fan. Well, that is he's true. been talking about he's been talking about this wild card series for you know days and days and days. And he's not here today to bask in the glow of the Rangers winning for nothing against the Tampa Bay Rays to open up the wildcard series. I find that I find that funny that he's such a big fan, but yet he's not here today to be able to gloat in the fact that the Rangers won. Well, bless his heart. We'll just gloat for him. How's that? He's too good a friend not to gloat. You know, friends can (laughs) gloat for other friends. You know that. I guess that makes sense. And, you know, I am happy for the Rangers uh, because I, I felt like they they you know obviously collapsed on the final day of the regular season to not win the division and instead they have to play in the wild card round they have to go on the road play all three of these games in Tampa Bay potentially and so getting that that first win for them you know definitely big and, and so hats off to the Rangers we're going to break down every single wild card matchup from yesterday look ahead to today's games and then an interesting story about Tampa Bay and about how it was the lowest attended right. playoff game since 1919 we're going to talk about all of that when we come back from our first break we'll step aside and when we come back more on the wild card matchups tommy castor paul savage jad chambers producing the ihop hotline open for your calls at 869-1240 it's sports daily on kfh and we'll be right back
Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH on this Wednesday. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage in for Jacob Albrock. Jad Chambers producing the program today. We've been talking about the wild card matchups in Major League Baseball that started yesterday. And, Paul, uh, the big headline from yesterday's wild card matchups in the Rangers and the Rays game. The Rays wild card opener draw uh, drew under 20,000 people to the game. The, the official attendance count. 19,704. That's the lowest attended playoff game in Major League Baseball since the year 1919. We're talking over 100 years, uh, the last time that that few people saw a playoff game in person. Now, I know, I understand, and I recognize it's a Tuesday in the middle of the afternoon. People are at work, all of that. But the Rays have had historically an issue with people attending their ball games. And so I wonder your take on this and and if it's concerning for baseball overall if it's concerning more specifically for tampa bay and for that area and the team there or if this is just kind of an anomaly considering it's a a tuesday afternoon at at two or three o'clock in the afternoon do you have a chance to see any of that i mean i mean there's no right i did i watched it yeah yeah i watched it do you remember the big swaths of seats with nobody in them i mean there was there was like there was like almost sections of the stadium that had all blue seats I think it was yeah they were all blue seats. Yeah. And 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 I'm sitting there thinking to myself, "Wait a second. Something's wrong here." And let me tell you what's wrong. It's a it's a city that does not embrace Major League Baseball. You know, if I was the owner of the Tampa Bay Rays, you know what I'd do, Tommy? I would pack up my baseballs and bats, I'd load up all my mitts and all my spare catcher equipment, and I'd throw it on a pickup truck and I'd move to another city that would want me. That's what I would do. Yeah. Because I get it, Tommy. It's a Tuesday. I get it's an afternoon game. I understand that. But you know something? There are certain things in life that if given the opportunity and the passion and the love that you have for an organization like your team, when you have your team, you know, you'll do anything it takes to support it and be there for it, particularly in the playoffs, for guys' sakes. But I'll tell you what right now. It's unexcusable. The and it wasn't like we there were just for anybody that didn't see any of the game. Tommy, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It wasn't like it was just a seat here and there and a seat over here and maybe four or five seats strung together here and in a section of people. There were entire almost sections or at least partial sections with nobody in it. Nobody. Yeah. Row after row after row. And I'll tell you what, I'm the owner of the Rays. I say, if you're not going to support me, I'm going to go somewhere that wants me. And aren't there some aren't there some cities in this country that would just love to have a team like the Tampa Ray, Tampa Bay Rays uh, come and, and be their team? I think there are. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can think of a handful of cities that you know, would love to have the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, I think of cities like Nashville oh and my Portland. Gosh. Those have been cities that have been on the list of you know potential expansion in Major League Baseball for a long time. How about baseball back in Montreal? You know, that, that would be something too. Uh, you know, so I've gone back and forth on this a lot and, and I've tried to put myself in the shoes of residents of Tampa Bay uh, in, in the Tampa Bay, St. Pete area. And I've thought a lot about, okay, like if I was a fan of the Rays, diehard fan, they make the playoffs. We know that they're going to have, you know, home games at Tropicana field, but they don't announce the start time, Major League Baseball doesn't until Sunday evening to play on a Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Would I be able 
to change my schedule, to leave my job, to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to get out to Tropicana Field for mm-hmm. a Tuesday mid-afternoon game. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I mentioned, I love the three-game series. I love the fact that that's what we're doing in the wild card now. It does, and I'm, I guess I'm kind of defending it a little bit, it, it does make it more difficult to go out to a game on a Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. even if it is a playoff game. It, and, and you know what? I would imagine that other cities, and I don't know exactly, I don't have it in front of me what the attendance was for the other three wildcard games. I mean, of course, they're all going to be a little bit later on in the day. You've got evening games and that sort of thing. But Tampa Bay, the, the Rays have always struggled with attendance. They always have. In fact, the Rays, they only drew 1.44 million fans this season. They averaged under 18,000 fans a game. And that ranks just above three other teams, the Royals, the Marlins, and the Athletics. Those three teams had worse average attendance this season than the Rays did. So I don't know if it's indicative of baseball in general. I don't think it is. I think it's more indicative of that market. I think it's more indicative of, you know, the Rays have struggled to fill that building for a long time. What I find concerning about this, Paul, is that it wasn't that long ago. I mean, it was like a couple of weeks ago that the Rays announced plans to build a brand new stadium in Tampa to replace Tropicana Field. Mm -hmm. 30,000 seats. That sure doesn't help their cause, I don't think, to build a brand new stadium if they can only draw 19,000 for a playoff game. Well, it doesn't it thrill me the fact that you're going to draw up plans and build a new stadium that only seats 30,000. This is Major League Baseball. It ought to seat close to 45 or 50. No, that's just my opinion. And I'd go somewhere where I could build that stadium, you know, with 45, 50,000 or even more uh, people. And by the way, I saw portions of, I think, all, all the games. I mean, I'm not saying I watched every one of them every inning because you and I both have lives to live and obligations to take care of and things we've got to do. But I can tell you this. There wasn't a single stadium yesterday that I saw that I could find a vacant seat. Not a seat. Yeah. Not a one. Right. Not a single seat. So uh, it can be done. And, and you're right. I will give you credit. Uh, there were some of those games that were a little later. It may have been easier to get off work or, you know, figure out how to get to it. You know, I don't want to be totally disrespectful to the Rays fans, but I'm being a little bit disrespectful to the Ray fans. But, uh, boy, it was packed. Everywhere, every every game that I saw, there were no seats. No seats. It was like, man, I'm lucky to be here. Because the enthusiasm at these games was unbelievable. I mean, it was yeah. – you could tell – even by not being there, you could still tell. Well, gosh, this is okay, electric. So, it's it's fun. It's right. people are loud. It's 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 a scene. It's a something happening. You know that type of deal. So uh, the other games, I'm I'm looking it up now. In Minnesota, thirty eight thousand four hundred and fifty in that game. That's capacity. That's yep. a capacity crowd okay. in Minneapolis for the Blue Jays and Twins uh, game. The Diamondbacks and the Brewers. Uh, almost 41,000 that's 98% capacity okay. filled in Milwaukee and then the nightcap the Phillies and the Marlins in Philadelphia 45,662 that's 100% capacity right. in Philadelphia well it looked so, more than that in Philadelphia if you watched any right. of the game last night I mean it almost looked like they let more people in than they could see yeah so uh, you know the other three games uh, much better attended than the first one the Rangers and the Rays again I think there's a lot of different factors. I mean, the fact that it, it was a, an afternoon game on a Tuesday, right? But then other than, I mean, other than that, clearly there's always been an issue 
uh, with fans in Tampa going out and supporting this team. And this isn't a, a bad race team. It's a, it's a race team that won 99 games this season. Right. You know? And so if, if, if that city has a, a big time issue, such a big issue in filling the seats and going out to raise games, then yeah, at that point, if I'm Rob Manfred, if I'm the owner of the race, then I'm exploring, I'm not looking at building a new 30,000 seat arena in Tampa Bay. I'm looking at what other cities would like to have my team, you know, and, and that's the thing about the Rays that has, I mean, they've had a formula that's worked for a while right, where right. they, they don't spend a lot of money on payroll, right? But they do really, really well in scouting. They do really, really well in developing. They do really, really well in drafting. And they've had a lot of success in doing that. And, you know, so knowing that and knowing that they're not going to spend a lot of money on payroll, but they're still going to have a lot of success. But that still doesn't translate into people coming out right. to the ballpark and watching the Rays. I think that, yeah, there's a significant problem there that probably needs to be addressed. Like, I, I understand why the people didn't come out yesterday, but if it continues that way, like there's another game this afternoon in that same ballpark. With a little bit more of a heads up, a little bit more of a notice on when that game is going to take place and for people to buy tickets, if the attendance is still that bad, then I think they've got a real problem on their hands. And let me build off of what you're saying, and, and that is if you seed, and, and, and it's not really the way it's seeded, but if you were to seed basically the wild the wild card teams, uh, it, it you would have the Rays as the number one seed. For guys' sakes, they won 99 games, almost 100 games. I mean, they're yeah. right there. I mean – you know, you got the Twins with 87 wins, the Diamondbacks with 84 wins. I mean, uh, uh, the Marlins with 84 wins. The Rays won 99 games, Tommy. 99. Yep. That makes them a really good baseball team. So why wouldn't you go support them? See, see, I think it's deeper than that. I think that either there's not an appreciation for for baseball in in uh, Tampa Bay. Or maybe it's just an NFL town. I don't know. Because I can tell you this, the Buccaneers don't have a problem filling their stadium right. every time they play, do they? I don't think they do. In and fact, the other thing I to point out, don't. too, the other thing to point out, too, with all of this is it's been very, very, very well documented and celebrated the attendance increases across Major League Baseball this season with the new rules, with the pitch clock, with all the different the way the game is shortened, with all the different things that ha have gone on this season. I mean, Major League Baseball, they have celebrated the fact that games are shorter, right. more people are coming to the games, the attendance has increased, uh, and it's been that's been a big time deal. Okay, so you're going to celebrate all of that, and I understand why. You're getting people more involved in the game. You're getting more fans to come out. They don't feel like they have to spend four hours at the ballpark from start to finish. And all of that is all well and good and right. great. Well, that's good. But then, oh, wait, by the way, we have the lowest attended playoff game in over 100 years in Tampa. Right. Okay, so those, those two things don't, they don't jive. They don't mesh well. So th there's clearly an issue there. And then when you look at the other three games and how well they were attended, yeah, I think it's a Tampa problem. I don't think it's a Major League Baseball problem. No question. Problem. No question. I think it's a Tampa problem. Mm -hmm. And another Tampa problem is the fact that the Rays are now down one game to nothing against the Rangers. The Rangers shut them out in the opening game of the wild card series yesterday. The Twins be uh, beat the Blue Jays 3-1. to one. That's the first Twins playoff game in 18 seasons. So that's a big time win for the Minnesota Twins. Yes. The Diamondbacks upset the Brewers yesterday 6 to 3, and then the Phillies looked really good and beat the Marlins 4 to 1. Out of these teams Paul that have taken a 1 to nothing lead 
You've got the Rangers, the Twins, the Diamondbacks, and the Phillies. Which one out of those four are you most confident in? Well, I sure like the way the Phillies played. They, I mean, they, they were as passionate as anybody, at least from what I could tell. I kind of like the Phillies. Now, don't ask me why, because one would say, well, you could certainly make a case for the Brewers. Well, you could make a case for for the Diamondbacks, but, I mean, you know, they're so-so. Uh, I don't know what their pitching is. I, I'd have to go double-check it. Uh, but you'd save the Rays, but the Rays lost. you got to keep – Keep in mind that stat I threw out in the first segment, and that is that, you know, whoever wins the first game has an 83%, you know, advantage on winning the series. And a huge amount of the of games that are, are played, uh, the team that wins the first game sweeps. So it's not like a lot. Listen, I don't think all these games are going to go to three games. I would bet. I don't think they will either. Yeah. So uh, you're going to have a lot of teams that won today win the second game because that's the yep. way this happens a lot of the time. Because remember, most everybody's throwing the best they got. Whatever they got on their team, arms available, ready to go, they threw yesterday. And, uh, you know, then then a lot of teams, you know, you struggle and to find that pitching, uh, you know, at this point of the season. So, you know, I get the stat. Stat makes total sense yeah. to me when you break it down that way. But, uh, no, I, I kind of like the Phillies. Uh would be the one team that I would say that's the team that's probably going to win. Won't be surprised if they win, you know, in in a two game sweep. Won't be surprised. I think we're gonna, yeah. I think we're gonna see two sweeps today. I think we're gonna see two of these series oh, be done. What's the other one, and then the other two go to a, a third game. I think that the Rangers will beat the Rays today. Okay, they're throwing Nate Eovaldi out there. Zach yes. Eflin is pitching for the Rays, but I like the Rangers to just go ahead and and win the second game, move on to the divisional series. And then I like the Phillies to beat the Marlins. I think the Phillies are just a better team than the Marlins are. And they've got Aaron Nola on the bump, the Phillies do, uh, for the nightcap tonight against Braxton Garrett with the Marlins. But I think the Phillies win. I think the Rangers win. They move on. The other two games, I think that the Blue Jays can beat the Twins, and I think that series will move to one game apiece. Uh, Jose Barrios is pitching for uh, the Blue Jays and Sonny Gray pitching for the Twins. And then the Diamondbacks and the Brewers. I like the Diamondbacks. They, they're kind of like the Orioles. They've got a lot of young talent, and they are an exciting team to watch. Corbin Carroll had a big home run last night for the Diamondbacks. But that being said, Freddie Peralta is pitching for the Brewers today. I think the Brewers will beat Zach Gallen and the Diamondbacks today. Well, and know. those two games will even up one game apiece. Zach Gallen is is playing well. I mean, what what is he? He's good. I mean, he's a great 17 pitcher. And se- something like that. I mean, his numbers are crazy good. I think that could be a stretch if, you, if you've got uh, Zach Gallen. Uh, so you think beat. the Diamondbacks will sweep the Brewers then today? I think there's an X. Ex- if, if Zach Gallen wasn't on the mound, I would say that is an excellent possibility. All right. Well, we'll find and out I could be wrong. tomorrow because I mean, we all could be you know, wrong. That, yeah. For sure. Well, and that's where we've got I mean again, that's what makes these three game series so much fun. And we'll see if there are any games tomorrow, how many games there will be. Uh, you know, it could be a full slate of games tomorrow for deciding game three <laughs> yeah, in the wild card series, or we could have none. It, yeah. You know, it just kind of uh, you know, I guess we'll find out and see exactly how that comes down. But I will say that, you know, I really hope and I cross my fingers, I'm not optimistic it's going to happen but i really crossed my fingers that the game today in tampa will be better attended today than it was yesterday you you can't have two back-to-back playoff games with attendance under twenty thousand people you, you just you can't uh, do that it's especially horrible. when you've got a team that has won 99 games and they're on the brink of elimination you've got to have 
more people out at the game today in Tampa. I don't know what they've got to do, and I don't know what the plan has been in the last, what, 12 hours or 24 hours to try to move more tickets. That's a challenge. You've got a Wednesday afternoon. It's a challenge to try to – I don't know if you just give away. I, I'm not sure exactly – what the best? Oh, uh, did you say giveaway tickets? Wait a second. Uh, are I you mean, saying well, giveaway tickets for playoff games? Come you on, you got to get people in the door. You got to oh. get people in the door, and if you know, you don't you don't think that's a good strategy? No, I don't think that's a good strategy. Anytime a franchise has to give away tickets, people will say, "Well, I'll just wait until they give them away. I'm not going to buy them. I'm not going to support them." I, it's never a good idea, as you know, in your business to give away your give away your product. I get it. I don't disagree with you, but it's a playoff game where they have the lowest attended game oh, gosh. in over a hundred years. <laughs> well, move, just move. Like, let's do, let's do something. I, where do you I want, want to get to? to a where do you want him to go? Come on, I don't know. Throw, I, throw, I mean, me out of, throw me out of city. Let's get him to Nashville. Yeah. Let's. I mean, I think it'd be great to have baseball back in Montreal. Let's move the Rays to Montreal and, and bring the Expos back. I think that'd be fun. Um, I know Major League Baseball. You know, more than likely, they're going to be looking at expansion. Uh, I don't know how long from now in the next few years, but you gotta you gotta do something. How about I mean, Vegas? You, Let's go. I mean, you got you've got everything. You got hockey. You've got football in Vegas. Well, that's where the, that's Let's, where that's where Oakland oh, is going. Oakland, that's where the athletics. I forgot are about. To. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. No, so you you're got, right. You got right. that going on. I got excited uh, let's go about to, that. Let, <laughs> Let's go to our, our Facebook page real quick before we take a break. We got a message from uh, Dick on uh, our Facebook page. He says that it's just a Florida problem, that the Marlins don't draw either, which is well, true. That's true. The Marlins are nope. one of the worst attended teams that is correct. in Major League Baseball. I, maybe it is just a, a state of Florida problem. Is Florida not a baseball state? I mean, of course, they've had spring training in Florida for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. But, you know, fans aren't attending games right. in Miami either right. to take on, you know, Marlins games. And the Marlins are in the playoffs also. So, right. you know, I guess the, the fortunate thing for the Marlins, right. I guess if you want to call it fortunate, is that they're not playing at home in this playoff series because maybe then we would have conversations about how the Marlins playoff games are not being right. well attended. Yes, I've so actually maybe heard, maybe it is a Florida problem. I've heard re reasonable people say that part of the reason is that so many people have moved to the state of Florida from all over the country, and they bring their fandoms with them. They don't they don't you know they don't redevelop new new loves in the world of sports. For instance, in 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 Miami and and in Tampa Bay. There's so many Mets and Yankees fans you can't even you can't even walk across the street without right. running into one. So I mean, you know, it's and and I get that and I see that, but Florida, there there's no really roots in Florida like there used to be. So many people, new people moving in. Now I don't know if that's true, Tommy, but that's a cause that I picked up once about a year ago. I heard a broadcaster saying something like that, and it kind of made sense the way he presented it. There's not, nobody has Florida in their blood, really. Well, for the sake of playoff baseball, I hope that today's game in Tampa is better attended than yesterday's. Yeah. I, I think it will be. Right. I think the fact that this was like the big story in sports today, right? I think would tell me that they're going to try to do everything that they can right. to get more butts in the seats for today's game. One quick note, uh, especially. Yeah. Go One ahead. quick note, if you don't mind the average, I just looked it up. The average time uh, for per game was two, two hours and 55 minutes, three to four years ago. The average time for playoff wildcard games was three hours and 40 minutes. They've chopped it's 45 great. minutes That's off. Great. But they move fast. That's why you can sit and watch it. They're moving fast in the, in the world of baseball. And I'll tell you what, it makes it so much more fun to watch with the new rule changes on timing.
and that's why we've seen attendance across the league go up throughout this season. People are more into baseball than they have been in a long time. They've been great changes. Right. That's why I say this is a Tampa problem or even a Florida problem and and not a Major League Baseball problem. So with the Rays on the verge of elimination, hopefully more people get out there to support that team today. And then, of course, all the other wildcard matchups today. We'll have recaps on them tomorrow on the show. When we come back, some news about Aaron Rodgers and the way that he is taking on his rehab. Will we see him again this season? Paul and I will dive into that and a whole lot more. More football talk coming up in hour number two as well. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing. It's Sports Daily on KFH, and we'll be right back. All right, Paul, uh, I know that with Aaron Rodgers out with that torn Achilles, he is he's a guy that likes to be in front of the camera. It just is what it is. He likes to be interviewed. He likes to deal with the media. You know, he likes to be front and center. And so I can imagine how difficult it is for him to be out with this injury and, and feeling like he is not. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know, front and center as much as possible. But, you know, he still has his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show. He's on the Pat McAfee show talking about how he's attacking his rehab with that torn Achilles. And he's planning on returning this season. I'm no doctor. And I don't exactly know the way that, you know, uh, an Achilles rehab works. I know it's grueling. I know it's tough. I know it can be brutal. Um, And I know it can take a long time. The fact that he's looking at coming back this season, how realistic do you think that is? Well, I don't think it's realistic at all because, I mean, if you've ever been around – and I haven't been around a lot of guys that have had them, but but we've had them uh, through the course of particularly indoor professional football a couple of years there. But it's it's a tough deal. I mean, it is a tough deal. Now, and also, by the way, if you're a 21-year-old kid, you're going to heal faster than you are when you're a 40-year-old, I'm going to say – just rounded off, 40-year-old man, uh, you will not heal. But I like his attitude. And a lot of times in rehab and, and, and in getting better and getting well from these kind of things, 
the mental issue is just as important as the physical issue. And it sounds like to me he's in a spot, mentally speaking, that he says, I'm going to attack it, using his words. I'm attacking this rehab. And you know something? Good for him. I'd love seeing that. I think it's important that he that he says that. It's important that his teammates see that he wants to be back to them. Uh, but you're right. He does like the, the spotlight. There's <laughs> there's no question about that. You know, you, you see hard knocks. And as I told you and Jacob both, you know, I, I love hard knocks. I watch it every year religiously. And, of course, with the Jets being on this year, I thought to myself, well, with 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 him going to the Jets, uh, goodness gracious, what would be the situation with him and Hard Knocks? Some stars are not comfortable with being, you know, the headliner, being the guy that's on camera a lot. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers was the headliner. He was on every episode, lots. And so I guess with that being said, I like his attitude. But come on, Tommy, I don't think it's realistic. An Achilles heel? Come back yeah, that quick uh, <laughs> that you're going to play. I'm going to read. Uh, I'm going to read a quote that he made in this interview. All right, and, uh, please. I, I'm kind of chuckling because there's some words in here that you know only Aaron Rodgers would use. <laughs> okay. And and I don't know if I've ever actually said these words out loud myself. Okay. But I'm going to read the quote. This is from Aaron Rodgers. He says, and this was uh, based on a question about whether or not he's going to play again this season. He said that his plan is to quote attack this rehab as hard as we can and then see where we're at in a couple of months. And obviously I'd like us to be alive and winning for that to even be in the conversation, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it hurts at all to put that into the manifestation zeitgeist, which I don't even know what the manifestation zeitgeist is. I have no idea what that means. Um, But that's what he's saying. You know, he he wants to be where, you know, where he can play, you know, in, in a handful of months here. Um, I guess that medical experts, some of them say that it, it might be possible for him to return in four to five months. That would put that that put us into January. And at that point, we're talking about the Jets. They would have to be in the playoffs for Rodgers to be able to come back and potentially even best case scenario play in a playoff game. I, I mean, I think that's unlikely at this point. I think it's unlikely, number one, that they make the playoffs. And I think it's unlikely, number two, that he is healthy enough to be able to play right interesting well that's oh by the way i got a zeitgeist out in the trunk of my car uh at on the break I'm what gonna, is I, that well do you I, know what is i don't even know what a zeitgeist is well i've got one in my car we, i'm gonna, I'm gonna bring look it that up. and show it to you i'm gonna bring no uh, i don't know what it is how would zeitgeist. i know what a zeitgeist is Bru- i'm googling that Jad, right now okay, Jad, okay do you know what a zeitgeist so, is jad real quick i looked it up i looked up the, the definition of okay. it okay um okay so um this is i guess from webster's dictionary zeitgeist it's a noun uh the defining spirit or mood of a particular period of history as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time i still don't know what that means (laughs) i mean i know i'm not a smart guy i know i'm not super intelligent but even that definition i don't know what the word zeitgeist means Mm, so bell-bottom jeans in the 1960s when i was when i was very very young that would be a zeitgeist Merriam-Webster says it's the general intellectual, moral, and cultural climate of an era. Wow. I again, I don't, I don't know. I think I know what he means. Uh, Jay, what, like, what does it mean? I really think he was searching for a word and he couldn't come up with it, so he just said another word that was a little <laughs> bit longer. Huh? I thought I thought you were going to come with some like scholarly. Yeah. 
you know, understanding and explanation right. of what that right. word means. Well, I thought Jad was going to offer something to the show, but obviously I was wrong. It comes from the German words Zeit. The German word Zeit meaning time. Okay. And Geist meaning spirit or ghost. Well, there you go. Again, that, that doesn't tell me anything. I don't, that's just I don't what know. I, want. I mean I need to be haunted. Regardless some more. though, that's what I need. I think I think that we can all agree that it's gonna be pretty difficult well, for Aaron Rodgers to come back it, and play. You know, I would be season. disappointed in him if he wasn't talking like that. I mean, you know, not the Zeitgeist stuff, but I'm talking about, you know, something. He still considers himself the de facto leader of this football team, even though he's not playing. Sure. And I'm not so sure that some of these guys don't think of him as that leader as well. Well, I mean, if the Zeitgeist has anything to say about it, yeah. he'll be back and playing soon. Oh, now we've got the know. Exorcist playing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jad. Thank you we'll for that. We'll find out. That does sound like a Zeitgeist kind of song. That does. Again, I have no idea what that word means. All right, we're going to take our final break of hour number one. When we come back, hour number two, our first look at the Chiefs on the road. They're back-to-back road games this weekend at the Minnesota Vikings. We'll take our first look at KU football, K-State football, and a whole lot more. Hour number two is on the way for you next on Sports Daily. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 